Command number 25. Give to the poor. If you would be perfect, go, sell what you possess, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. Matthew 19.21 Observe how much of Jesus' time was spent among the infirm, sick, destitute, crippled, blind, and demon-possessed. If Jesus is our example, then the poor indeed must occupy a central focus in a life of obedience. Nothing has so distinguished Christianity throughout its history more than its compassionate ministry to the needy, starving, and suffering, to the widow and the orphan. Nor is this command one to be obeyed only with bills in a collection plate, coins in a tin cup, or a check sent to missions. Give to the poor is an individual and personal command. Into the life of every Christian intent upon obedience will be sent poor who are suffering in many forms of poverty. We are not merely called to give money to the financially strapped, but to give to any and all of the poor that God sends uniquely into our lives. For those who read the Gospels primarily through socially conscious eyes, an almost inexplicable dichotomy in a theology of world improvement appears in John 12. Mary anoints Jesus with expensive perfume. Judas complains about the lavish waste, saying that it could have been sold and the money given instead to the poor. Jesus responds with one of the fascinating statements in the New Testament. You will always have the poor with you. What are we to make of such a peculiar statement? The answer is plain. Important as it is, charity will not eliminate the sufferings of the world. Churches are certainly called to alleviate suffering in the neighborhoods, towns, and cities of their influence. You and I, as individuals, are likewise called to address suffering existing close beside us. However, we will never rid the world of poverty. There are other considerations in the life of Christian discipleship that accompany help to the downtrodden. Spiritual poverty is equally the Lord's concern. We are not called to eliminate poverty, but to give to the poor. The conclusion is that the gospel presents no call to right the world's wrongs. The gospel is not primarily about making the world a better place. It is about making people better people. It will become a better place only when people become better people. The gospel offers no social contract. No political blueprint can be founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Those who derive social and political agendas from the Gospels quite simply misread the red letters. The Gospel offers a program for the transformation of individual hearts. It is an agenda to grow men and women into Christ-likeness. That transformation cannot begin when people are hungry, nor when they are sinking in the despair of spiritual poverty. Compassion for temporal need is the hallmark of a balanced Christianity, whose imperative 
is the whole man. The following is an excerpt from George MacDonald's The Hope of the Gospel, Salvation from Sin. Foolish is the man, and there are many such men, who would rid himself or his fellows of discomfort by setting the world right, by waging war on the evils around him, while he neglects that integral part of the world where lies his first business, namely his own character and conduct. Were it possible, an absurd supposition, that the world should thus be righted from the outside, it would yet be impossible ever to enjoy the perfection of the result. The philanthropist who regards the wrong as in the race, forgetting the race is made up of individuals, forgets also that the wrongness exists in the individual. No evil can be cured in the race except by its being cured in its individuals. Rightness alone is cure. The return of the organism to its true self is its only possible ease. To free a man from suffering, he must be set right, put in health, be free from sin. God, bring to my remembrance this day the command of Jesus to give to the poor. Open my eyes to the hidden poverty around me. Give me willing hands and an eager heart to give both financially and in other ways. When Jesus tells me to sell all I have and give to the poor, then to follow him, may I greet his word with rejoicing. Then give me the courage to prayerfully discover what he means me to do, not turn away sorrowfully because I have many possessions. Thus, Heavenly Father, by my compassion and by my giving, may I be an instrument in my small corner of the world for the ultimate salvation of mankind. Amen. From the Commands by Michael Phillips Read by Michael Kimball More information on this and similar writings may be found at fatheroftheinklings.com Visit Amazon to purchase the commands and other books by Michael Phillips.